reading from the book of 1 Timothy. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that you have, which, has given you by pro- which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. The word of the Lord. Uh, My name is Cody Quinn. I am the Director of Students and Connections here at DI Fellowship. And I'm excited to be able to speak to you today, but I'm more excited because you get to hear from a couple of our students and one of our adult leaders that went to our students camp this past week. So we just had 38 students, 10 leaders head to Ridgecrest, North Carolina, the mountains and uh, go and be filled up. And I'm excited for you to be able to to hear from them today. So let me pray. um, And then there'll be a short video that you can watch. Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. Father, I pray that as these panelists come up, that you would give them courage, boldness, and clear speech to to speak of what you have done in their life and what you will continue to do in their life. Father, we pray ultimately that your name would be glorified this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So you can take a look at this video, and if you know the church clap, you can stand and dance. All right, so like I said, it was a great week. Uh, this past week, again, we took 38 students up there, and uh, you get to hear from a couple of them today. I'm um, even a big kid down there on the end, and uh, so I'm excited for that. So if you would, share your name and your grade. My name is Carly Banks, and I'm going into the eighth grade. My name is Sully Smith, and I'm going to be a rising sophomore. Sergio Marin, and going into the 42nd grade. Yes. <laughs> Although he is 42nd grade, he's going to be speaking from, obviously, a leader perspective. So I'm excited that you guys get to hear not just from the student's perspective, but also from an adult leader perspective as well. All right, Serge, first question. What was the most fun part of camp for you? So I had the good fortune of uh, leading the, the high school young men, um, but our van ride um, was all the high schoolers, boys and girls. Um, and luckily they all have body control and body noise control and hand control. And, um, so you just got to hear and listen and passively to, uh, the minds of 15 and 16 year old kids. 
My favorite part was playing basketball because I got to meet new kids from around the country. My favorite part was when we did the Messy Day on Wednesday. So what is Messy Day? Explain what that looks like. Um, you like go around to different games or whatever, and you there's water and bubbles and some Chocolate syrup. Chocolate syrup and all that fun stuff. Messy Day is a messy day. Now, with that said, a lot of people may think that summer camp's just a time for students to go and play. Um, just a little mini vacation for you guys. Is that true? And if so or if not, explain. It's definitely really fun, but my favorite parts were when we were connecting with God, whether it was in the worship or the small groups. There is a lot of fun time to grow in your fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but you also spend time in sermons and worship in small groups. Yeah, to Soli's point, there's a lot of free time uh, that the kids have to have fun and, and, and grow their own relationships. Uh, but you'd be shocked at how laser-focused they can be when it's time to put in the work, and they did a phenomenal job of doing that. Yeah, so it really is like an intensive. Um, you, you go away for a week, again, a lot of fun time, but there's a lot of time spent in small group, uh, listening to sermons, prayer groups, all that sort of stuff. Um, with that said, what are one or two things that you uh, will take away from camp or that you learn from the speaker or in small group? Wow. Um, so the one, uh, the one big takeaway I had was, was how, uh, as children of God, we're, we're meant to be ambassadors of the word. Um, so a lot of times we think of mission, you know, doing missionary work as going abroad and going to some third world country who's got um, need. But the reality is that our calling is to walk in life every day with an open posture and, and, and you're in mission. Uh, for those in need or who, those who require ministering in prayer. This was on the third night. The uh, uh, pastor talked about Disneyland and how in the fact that if he took his family to Disney and he paid for the hotel and the flights and all that, that they wouldn't stop just because of expensive parking. And that's in the sense how Jesus died on the cross for us and that he'll be able to take care of any of our small problems. One thing that I took away was on the very first night, he said, um, God didn't just save you from something, he saved you for something, which stuck with me because it's like God didn't just save you from death, but the reason why he saved you was because he has a greater purpose for you. That's right. That's right. Um, now, how did camp, because one of our, our, our vision statement for students is that we want to be a community of students who live on mission for Christ. So how did camp impact your friendships? It definitely brought me a lot closer to friends I already had, and it, I made new friends within the middle school girls, but I also developed closer relationships with some of the high school girls. I feel that uh, especially the high school boys grew together in fellowship and be able to share secrets that we haven't really told anyone and just kind of vent with each other. Uh, it really did strengthen the relationships I already did have with some of the men and women who um, serve here at DIFF. But, um, you know, I made, it, made a new friend in, in Jonathan, another young man who, uh, who served, and uh, he'll, I feel confident he'll be a lifelong friend. Yeah. So we had uh, this next question is for the students. Um, but we had 10, student, or 10 adult leaders go with us, and uh, 
Those were uh, Dave Pitchford, Sergio over there, uh, Blake Stallings sitting here, Jonathan running sound in the back, Ethan Banks. Then we had Kelsey, uh, my wife. And then we had Katie. She plays a little bass cello thing over here some mornings. Um, then we have Molly, who runs our kids, and Miss Allie, who is our students coordinator as well. And uh, their impact on these students was immeasurable. And so students, um, what was their impact like for you guys? What type of impact did they make for you? I feel like especially in the small groups, they treated us like men and like fellow friends and talked to us like their own kids versus like, like little 15 and 16 year old kids. I spent most of my time with Allie and Molly and they had a huge impact on my camp experience. The conversations that I had with them and the way they made me feel are things I will never forget. Cool, so this next one's for Sergio. What was it like going to camp as a camp leader for year number two? It was awesome, man. Freaking awesome. Um, it's, it, it's immeasurably valuable. Um, you, feel like, you feel like for a week you're part of a, you're part of a Geraldo Rivera special where you get to decode the inner brains of 15 and 16 year old kids. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And then, you, you know, it, you, you, get a, you get a young man who says to you that um, you inspired him to be a better Christian. That's super, super powerful. Um, yeah, that'd be about it there. Yeah, yeah. So this one, next one's for Carly here. Uh, all throughout the week, us leaders are observing the kids and all that sort of stuff. And during the uh, sermon portion, I, you notice some kids taking notes, some kids not taking notes. And I noticed one night Carly was taking notes, and she was writing in the front of her notebook. And then she would turn to the back and write something in the back. And maybe a worship song would be going, and she would sit down and write something in the back of her notebook. So Carly, I think you have something to teach myself about taking notes. I think you have something to teach these adults about taking notes. So tell us about your note-taking process, what that looks like, who taught you how to do that, and uh, teach us a little bit. So one of my main struggles is with doubts, and it helps me to write all my doubts down on paper. It's almost like once they're on the paper, they're out of my head. So I, when, it doesn't matter when. I could be walking or worshiping or just listening, but if I think of a question or a doubt, I'll flip to the back of my notebook and write it down. And then the front of my notebook, whenever I'm like singing and a song pops into my head where like the lyrics stick out to me, I'll just like sit down and write it down. Or when I'm listening to something and there's just maybe just a few words or maybe like a paragraph that sticks out to me, I'll just be able to write it down. Yeah. So there, there's one challenge for, for all of us in here to, to learn how to take notes like Carly. A lot of times these doubts and questions can pop up and then we forget about them in the next five, 10 minutes. Whereas if you can take that thought and put it to, to paper, Maybe you can flesh it out and process it with someone. So that's, that's great. I think we have a lot to learn from that. All right, now let's talk a little bit about um, the, the sermons that we heard. Okay, so in the week and even in the scripture that we just read in 1 Timothy, it says that we need to train in godliness. Our, our pastor, our camp pastor, mentioned several times that we need to pursue holiness, right? 
And so how will you do this going forward? Now that we're not at camp, now that we're not in the, the perfect world of camp, how will you do that going forward in your life? What's, what's one thing that maybe you'll implement or one thing that you'll take away that'll help you in your pursuit of holiness? When he was talking about holiness, he said, walking in holiness is remembering who you are. And that's what stuck with me about holiness because I've always thought holiness is something only God can have because you have to be perfect to be holy. When I realized that you are holy with Jesus, so in order to be holy, all you have to be is yourself in Jesus. When that night he was talking about how we have to keep our eyes on him, and he said we have to be in the world but not of the world. And so I feel like if we just keep our eyes on him, that'll help us pursue that. And for me personally, listening to music, that turns me towards God versus away. Uh, for me, it's, it's an evaluation. It really made me evaluate how I nurture m my own children and how I, um, what kind of spiritual leader I need to be inside my own household um, for my children and, and, and how to guide them and steward them into a strong Christian relationship. Yeah, so I would encourage you to think of what's that one thing for you? that one thing that you need to add to your life or that one thing that you should take away to help you in your pursuit of holiness. Our kids have their things, whatever that may be. What would your thing be to help you pursue holiness? All right, this is for the students. What would you say to the students who are thinking about going to next year and, and why should they go? Camp was definitely one of the highlights of my summer because I got to grow and find new friendships, but I also got to grow my faith with God. I've gone to camp for the past two years, and both years they've been the best part of my summer, because not only do you get to create closer and better relationships with your friends that you already have, but you get to make new relationships, and you also get such a better relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this next one's for Serge. All right, Serge, what would you say to parents out there who are uh, thinking about sending their student next year? And then on the flip side, what would you say to maybe some of these adults who are intrigued at the idea of being a leader? Uh, so I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer uh, as a parent, you know, because I, I have 13-year-old twins of my own that I, that I have to gently prod into doing this sometimes. Um, but it really can be the jump-off point for, for your uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers, it either lights a spark for them to take that next step and accelerate their walk, or it lights them on absolute fire and, you know, they're ready to beat the cowbell and, and sing the praises of, uh, of Jesus. Um, and for, for those who are considering um, joining this leadership team on, on, on next year's camp, um, it is immensely rewarding um, to minister to these young men and women, and it really does reinforce and challenge you how strong your belief system and your faith and how you lean into that in real life, because uh, these, kid, these kids will catch you. These guys will, these guys will challenge you. Yeah, cool. All right, last question, last question. Now that we are back home and real life is getting back started, um, what is the value of youth group? So this weekly gathering that we have as students, what is the value of that from a parent's perspective and a student's perspective? 
So the value of the youth group, I, I would liken to, uh, to brushing and flossing, right? Like it's just something that you've got to do ritualistically um, to keep yourself in, 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 in good shape. These kids have to be immersed in it. Um, the touch points have to happen frequently, and they have to be surrounded by their peers and their fellow Christian brothers and sisters. Um, in order to continue that momentum, this fire that they came down the mountain with, it's got to happen week to week. They got to be part of it. I think youth group is very important in maintaining the habits to help us lead to holiness and having the support system to help us do that. Youth group, you're with the same people you're with that you were at camp. So it's like everyone there is still on fire for Jesus, even when everyone else around you may not be. So it's very important to go to remain that energy you have. And it's like the tiny part of camp that you get to take back with you. Yeah, yeah. And I say for me, uh, I learned that youth group was valuable at a young age. My parents are here today. And uh, they instilled in me and my brother the, the value of youth group. And uh, I am where I am and my brother's where he is uh, because of that and, and what you instilled in us and that and the consistency of that. Um, so thank you, mom and dad. Um, thank you for you parents that uh, get your kids to youth group here. Um, it's of utmost importance. And I think you can see that these students, and if you really look into their lives, that you see, just like our scripture said, they are leading this church in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. If you were to look at their lives, if you were to look not just at what just happened at camp, but go back and see how they've been living their lives. They're, they're leading us. They're leading you guys. And the challenge is, who's going to come in and help them? Who's going to come in and continue to pour into their life, continue to, to train them and raise them up? Who's going to be the Paul to the Timothy, like we read in our scripture? That's Paul talking to Timothy, helping him become a better leader. Who's going to continue to pour in to these kids? There's a statistic out there in the Sticky Faith Project that says there needs to be three to five adults in a kid's life for their faith to stick beyond high school. So think about that. Think about your child. Are there three uh, faith-seeking faith adults in your child's life that are pouring into them on a consistent basis so that their faith will stick? Maybe that could be you. Maybe that could be you to these kids. Maybe you can't handle all 38 kids. Maybe you can't handle even five, but you could pour into one. You have time for one. Could that be a challenge for you? How will you pour in and, and continue to, to model this Christian faith for these students? Because they need you. They need you. And honestly, you need them. And uh, they're here for you, and I think that you're here for them as well. So let me thank you guys so much. Um, let me close this time in prayer. Father, we thank you so much again for your goodness and your grace. Father, I pray that you would protect these students. A lot of times we can belittle uh, what kids and students are going through. We can look at their problems and their issues and, and their trials as, oh, they'll grow out of that. But Father, it's real. And so Father, I just pray that you would protect them and I pray that you would send adults in their life that would help them, that would mentor them, that would help them grow and to see you as a good father to see you as a trustworthy father. And God, I pray that these students would keep doing what they're doing. 
Father, they would continue to seek after you, to grow after you, and lead this church in its charge to live on mission for you. God, I look up to these kids, and I know they're going to change the world. And so, Father, we need your help. So, God, we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.